So we are moving into point B of unit two of the gospel is the power. And point B is the gospel reveals the righteousness of God by faith. So what is righteousness? Righteousness is, long story short, being without sin and having right standing before God, being perfect before God. So in Hebrew, the word for righteousness is tzedakah. So it's justice rightness, moral virtue, or ethical rightness, right acts, truthfulness, justification, and salvation. So I remember there was a time I was in Israel, I believe I was in Tiberias, and there was a a man out there, obviously speaking Hebrew, and he was begging on the street, but he was trying to convince everybody of what a good person he was. And so, uh, you know, the Lord had me give something to him, and he said, Sadiq, Sadiq. And I don't know if he was trying to tell me that he was a Sadiq or that I was a Sadiq for, for giving him something, but essentially, he's saying, this is something right that you've done. You know, either he He's saying, I am right in God's sight because, you know, I'm a good person. I deserve whatever you're giving me. Or he's saying, you are right. You have just done something that is right uh, and will be rewarded for it. So, sedekah, sarik, sedekah, righteousness. It is something that is right, just, perfect, virtuous, ethical, correct, right? So in Greek, though, the word for righteousness is slightly different. Uh, It just adds a little bit more depth to our understanding of what that justice or rightness um, makes available to us. But righteousness in the Greek is the state of one who is as he ought to be, or the condition of one who is acceptable to God. It is in integrity or virtue or purity of life, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting, justice, which gives each his or her due. So it is not only the the same part of the, the Hebrew that it is integrity and virtue and rightness and correctness of action, but it is also that through that right action, you become in a condition that is acceptable and pleasing to God. But we know, you know, justice. So we've talked a bit already about how what we deserve on our own based on what we have done, what is just would be for God to come and destroy us right now. Without Jesus, the justice of God is that we deserve every bad thing that's coming to us. Why? Because of sin. Because all of us have sinned. We deserve it. So, you know, you can hear it in different ways. It's either you reap what you sow, or you've heard people talk, you know, hey, he had it coming to him, or she had it coming to her, or some cultures, they call it karma. You know, you're getting what you deserve from the things that you've done. So we all deserve death, first of all, the wrath of God. We deserve torments, consequences, a cursed existence. We deserve no provision. We deserve no health. We deserve the worst of the worst because of sin. And because sin is not being righteous, sin is not doing things that are pleasing to God. And so if God is who he says he is, just as we learned, he is all-powerful, he is the ruler of the whole world, so you'd think we would want to do things his way. But when we don't do things his way, it is sin. 
we make ourselves an enemy of God. And as the enemy of the creator of the whole world, we deserve what's coming to us. So how is it possible? This is where the gospel becomes so beautiful. The gospel reveals the righteousness of God but we don't receive it based on what we've done or what we deserve. We receive it because of what Jesus did and because we place our faith in him. So let's take a look at Romans chapter 3, verse 23 to 26. I know it's a longer passage, but it's worth reading. So for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's what we just talked about. All of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short of the perfect standard of God. No one is righteous before God on our own, for our own record. The only one who's ever done it is Jesus. So verse 24, and are justified by his grace as a gift. So this is important because a lot of times you'll hear preaching, on verse 23 alone, and they forget the rest of it. Well, verse 23 isn't the end. Yes, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but, and we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the gospel whom God put forward. Here's a big word coming as a propitiation by his blood. So Jesus made the payment. We deserve the death penalty. Jesus paid the death penalty. He made the propitiation by his blood, and then we get to receive it by faith. So this was to show God's righteousness. What does that mean? God, as we said, is morally perfect and totally just in all of his ways. He couldn't just let us go on in our sin and not bring judgment. That would not be just. He had to judge. He had to fulfill his own. Someone had to fulfill God's righteous requirement. Otherwise, it would not be fair for God to not enact his law. He, he has to have the power. He has to demonstrate that he has the power by enforcing his rules. It's like a parent. You know, if there's a parent that doesn't ever enforce the rules, then no one's going to respect that parent because they show that they either don't care or they don't really mean what they say. So the gospel shows God's righteousness, God's justice, God's rightness, because in his divine forbearance, he passed over former sins. So the things that we did to deserve his wrath, he has passed over them by the blood of Jesus. He brings us into his grace and into the forgiveness of our sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just righteous, so he might have justice and he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So God is being just, he's being fair, and at the same time, he is justifying the one who has faith in Jesus, not because of what they've done, but because of what Jesus did. 
So God did not compromise or lessen or weaken his standard of perfection and perfect justice in order to forgive us and show mercy to us. No, through the perfect life of Jesus, God fulfilled his righteous standard. Jesus did not, he said of himself, he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He fulfilled every requirement of the law of God, the law of Moses. He fulfilled it. He lived it, not only the external parts, but also to the depths of his very heart. He was fully fulfilling to the depths the law of God. And he did that for us so that we, this is now Romans 5.1, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is great news. So the gospel reveals the righteousness of God and we receive it by faith. So we're into point three. It's not by works. It's not by what we do, we've done or not done. It's by faith. So the wages of sin is death. That's what we said. The the wages. Wages is something that you earn. You go work at a job all week. At the end of the week, you get your paycheck. Or if you're in a different situation, maybe you work as a day laborer. You go, you get, you work your job that day. At the end of the day, you get your wages. It's what you earned. Well, the wages of sin is what you earn. Sin earns you death and destruction and the wrath of God, eternal separation from God. That's what you deserve. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We receive it as a free gift just by believing in our heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. So because of that, the next couple of scriptures in your study guide, it shows there's no place for boasting. You cannot boast. What you deserve is death. What you deserve is torment and punishment and wrath. But what God gives you as a free gift because you believe in Jesus is righteousness, as if you had never sinned. You can't boast about that. The only thing you can boast about is that you came to know Jesus, hear the gospel, believe and say, I want that. I need that. I'm living in the record of my own sin, and I need to be delivered from it, so I'm putting my faith in Jesus. That's the only thing you can boast about. So we'll close with this scripture from Romans 4. The one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. That's verse 5. So if you can admit that you are the ungodly one that needs justification, that needs the righteousness of God, that has has caused your own hurt and suffering and damage in your life through your own choices. If you will stop trying to earn the favor of God, what did we learn in unit one? Now is the time of God's favor. Today is the day of salvation. The Lord's favor is upon you because you believe in Jesus. Jesus, not because of what you're doing or not doing. So stop striving. God justifies the one who does not work for it, but believes in their heart.
And and this passage also quotes David, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count sin. So this passage is actually about Abraham. Abraham's faith was counted as righteousness. Abraham was not under the law. But Abraham did what God told him to do. He showed his faith by what he did, but he believed in what God said to him, and that was counted as righteousness. He believed, and that was as good as if he had obeyed all of the law of God. That's the type of covenant that we have with God now through faith in Jesus. It is a covenant where we believe. It is by what we believe, not by what we do. And as we said, this passage quoted David. You know, King David, everybody knows that David committed some horrible sins, adultery, murder, manipulation of situations and people. You know, David committed every abomination that's listed in Proverbs 6. But David had faith that no matter how horrible his sins had been, he was confident in the mercy of God. And he had faith and he trusted that God would forgive him as he repented of his sin and placed his faith in God. That is how the gospel reveals the righteousness of God by faith. Now by faith, we have the right to enter into the blessings of God, have our sins forgiven as if we'd never sinned, and receive the perfect record of Jesus as if we had fulfilled the perfect standard of God's law because we have placed our faith in Jesus. Again, that is really good news. 